Praise the Lord. Can we all stand in this place right now? I don't want this spirit to leave us right now. Can we just lift our hands all over this place? Come on. God ain't done doing the work in this place. I'm telling you right now, what the my words are not going to do anything for you, but the Spirit of God is here to, to be manifested and for things to take place in your life right now. Can we just lift our hands right now? Can we just magnify him right now Jesus Jesus oh you can't robo oh Jesus God Jesus 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 hallelujah 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 the Lord has spoken to me in this service that God is going to be giving people direction and that God is going to be unlocking some doors that have been prayed for that have not opened and there has been frustration there has been doubt there has been worry but the Lord says that I will open the door and I will do what I have said I would do, for I'm not slack concerning my promise, says the Lord. But I will do what I have said to do. If you receive that, can you lift your hands right now? He Jesus in the name of Jesus. Jesus, hallelujah. Can you just clap your hands all over this place right now? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I am so honored to be with you this morning. And I, you know... I'm just so privileged to be in a church that believes in worship, that believes in the power of worship. And, and it's such an honor to be in God's presence and to be with his people. Amen. And I love your pastor and first lady. Got to spend time with them last night. And the anointing, I'm telling you, the anointing that is on your pastor and first lady is incredible. There's going to be yokes that's going to come in that door that is going to be destroyed because of the anointing that they have. Do you believe that? Because of the teaching and the preaching of your pastor and because of the powerful worship and the powerful singing. And I'm going to tell you, if you just get behind your pastor, and I know you do. I know you do. This is an incredible, powerful church. But if you just get behind them, God's going to begin to move you in directions also in the gifts of the Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, God's Spirit is in this place right now. Amen. If you love your pastor... And your first lady, give them a hand clap. Amen. Amen. And I give honor to Brother Bass and Sister Bass and their, their work that they have done here. It is, it's tremendous. It is tremendous. And I give honor to all of you today. And I don't want to take much time at all. I do not want to take much time. God is already working. And I'm just going to flow in that vein if that's okay. I'm just going to flow in that vein. So if you have your Bibles, I want to look into the book of Matthew 
chapter number 14 and beginning at verse number 22. all about him amen it's all about jesus hallelujah god this is for your kingdom father jesus god we worship you jesus hebrews chapter 14 and verse number 22 before i get into this i also want to say that uh that that my wife and my daughter were not able to be with me they usually travel everywhere i go but for some reason they were not able to be with me and Sister Pearson and my wife, they, they go way back, so they know each other very well. And this is my actually my first time meeting you all, and, and it's, it's just incredible. Um, it's just incredible to be here, and she gives blessings, and she's praying for us right now in the Spirit. Amen. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship, and to go before him and to the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. And the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou. I think there are some people that are in the place saying, God, is this really what you've called me to do? Is this really you or is it something of something else? He said, Lord, if it's really you, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. And they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the Son of God. I just want to preach just a few minutes tonight, or this afternoon, something that God has, has put on my heart for this service. I've been in much prayer and much fasting, and I know that God, through what has happened, God has confirmed this word tonight. But I want to preach to you on the fear of uncertainty. The fear 
of uncertainty. Is that all right? Can we just raise our hands one more time? And can we get into the presence of God again? God's presence are here. It is here right now because there is joy here. There is peace here. In this atmosphere, things can begin to change. Miracle signs and wonders can come right now. Come on, can we release our hearts right now? Can we release our minds to Him right now? God, we give it all to You, Jesus. Lord, You are our God and our Creator. We give You our mind. We give You our soul. We give You our spirit right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Continue in that atmosphere of worship and clap your hands all over this place as you're being seated in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. In his intellectual and profound gospel, Matthew would reveal a revelation of God that would ignite the faith of those men that were there in that ship that witnessed the unthinkable and unbelievable account of what took place on the night that they were stranded out at sea. And they were tossed with waves and and the winds were boisterous and, and it was in the middle of their chaotic situation that they began to see the storms all around them. And they began to hear the wind and they began to see the lightning and they began to hear the thunder and they heard those those waves that were bashing against the boat and and it was there in that very moment that that you could just feel the fear just by 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 reading the word of God and and beginning to imagine what these men were going through as they began to ponder within themselves saying that this storm it's just too unbearable to go from where we were to where God wanted us to be it's too unbearable these these waves that we have crashing against us right now they're just too heavy for us to go on any further but the but but the thing was is that they couldn't go to the right and they couldn't go to the left they couldn't turn around and they couldn't even move forward they didn't even know what they were going to do and in the back of their mind they began to say within themselves oh how are we going to survive this storm how are we going to get through the obstacles that we are in because they knew that Jesus was not there they knew that Jesus was up in a mountain somewhere praying what do you do when you're in the middle of the storm and you're thinking God where are you he may be up in a mountain somewhere I come to preach today to somebody that's in a storm of your life and you're wondering where God is. Hallelujah. And there they were in the middle of that storm thinking to themselves how are we going to survive? 
How are we going to overcome these obstacles? Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? He wasn't there. And in the back of their minds, they were fighting this fight all by themselves. They were fighting against the winds. They were fighting against the waves. They were fighting against things that they may have never uh, had to fight before. They were coming against things all alone. And in the back of their mind, they began to say within themselves, if I have to fight this thing on my own, then I guess the only thing that can save me is myself. My God, I come to preach to somebody today. I come to help somebody understand that I'm so glad that Matthew would inscribe in his gospel a revelation of Jesus that would explain to us in this very story that would ignite our faith. It not only ignited the faith of those men, but it would ignite our faith. It was a revelation of God that he inscribed in that gospel that says it doesn't matter how far into the storm you are. It doesn't matter where you think God is. It doesn't matter how far in you are. It doesn't matter how tragic your storm is. God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. But He will be with you all the way even until the end. You may think He's nowhere to be found. You may think He's not going to show up. You may think you have to fight this battle on your own. You may think you may have to save yourself. But there is a deliverer in the house today. There is a Savior in the house today that will save you from all of your torment, from all of your trouble. I come today to tell somebody that's been bashing and that's been fighting against the waves of addiction, fighting against the waves of doubt, fighting against the waves of confusion, fighting against the waves of fear. I come to preach to somebody that's fighting against waves that you thought would never come against you. I want to preach to somebody today and tell you that this storm was not meant for you to fight on your own. These waves were not meant for you to fight all by yourself. God never made you to save yourself in this storm. But this storm was provided to you so that God can give you a revelation of who He is that you never thought He could ever be in your life. Hallelujah. My God, can we just worship Him in this place right now? Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for a God that will never leave you? That will never forsake you? Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we just lift our hands in this place right now? Jesus. There are things, there are people here today that are going through things that you don't understand. And in prayer early this morning, no, it was yesterday morning, God woke me up at 12.30. And I didn't go back to bed until last night because of the things that God began to share with me. There are people here that are going through things that you do not understand. But the word of the Lord tells us to lean not onto our own 
understanding. And the reason why is because God will bring to light the things that you don't understand and He will reveal them to you in the storm that you are in right now. You're going through things that you don't understand, but God will reveal them to you. God will begin to show you who He is. You think God is just... Uh, you think God is just somewhere up in a mountain, but God is as close as the mention of His sweet, precious name. Oh, God. Oh, God, I'm so glad you're so close. Jesus. There have been times in my life where I've prayed and I said, God, it feels like my prayers aren't even reaching the ceiling. I've been going through some things in my life and I'm thinking, God, I need you to move right now. Going through things that I don't understand. God, I need you to show up. I need you to move. But yet he was nowhere to be found because I thought he was in a mountain somewhere. The oldest emotion in the human body is the emotion of fear. And the oldest kind of fear is the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of uncertainty. The fear of uncertainty, it will paralyze you. It will paralyze your heart. It will paralyze your soul. It will paralyze your destiny. It will make you second guess yourself. It will stop the process that God has in your life. And you will begin to procrastinate on your calling. You will begin to procrastinate on your reading. You will begin to procrastinate on your relationship with God because of the fear of uncertainty uh, today I, I just come to preach to, to some people hallelujah there are two types of people that I've come to preach to today but yet they have the same thing in common the same thing that they have in common is that they are called by God there, there are people here today, every single one of us are called by God. Whether it may not be called behind a pulpit, it may not be called to preach, but there is a calling in your life. There, there is that calling, there is that yearning. And there, there's a one type of person, one type of people that I come to preach to that are called into a ministry that you are afraid to step into because of the fear of uncertainty certainty and then there are people that are called to an altar of repentance that are afraid to step out because of the fear of uncertainty and I want to deal with that with that fear today I want to deal with that fear of uncertainty the Bible tells us that straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him to the other side I began to pray about this that word constrained it means to be pushed it means that God had to push them it means that God had to 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 push them and to beg them and to, just to get them from where he wanted them to be uh, from where they were to where he wanted them to be uh, uh, can I just I'll 
prayed in the Spirit right now that there are some people here that God is trying to take you from where you are to where He wants you to be. Amen. This church, this church here is an awesome church. But God is going to take this church into a new, uh, dispen- or to, to a new realm of the Spirit. I felt it today that, that where you are right now is, is awesome. But where God wants to take you, it's, it's going to be glorious. It's going to be, there's going to be souls, God. There's going to be souls that's going to come in here that you thought would never come in here before. That will begin to give their life over to God. Be baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost God wants to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be hallelujah it's not that where you are in your life or where you are in your ministry is wrong no God puts you there this is where you are but now it's time to get into the ship it's now to time to sail from where you are to where God wants you to be But there are some people that are struggling with that. There are people that are comfortable with where they are. There are people today that don't want to go where they are to where God wants them to be. And God is trying to push you. God is constraining you. I began to pray about this scripture as God began to bring it out to me. And he said to me that these men, they were not ignorant men. For these men, most of some of them were fishermen. They knew the winds and they knew that they knew the weather. They knew when it was right to sail and when it was wrong to sail. Uh, scripture does not tell us the conversation that went on, but but knowing what I know, I believe there was a conversation that said, Jesus, do you see what's coming? Do you see that there's a storm coming? Look, look at the way the way the, the, the clouds are going. You can feel the temperature. You can feel the thing turning. There are some of you that are here today saying right now is not the time, Jesus. Right now is not the time to get into the boat. Right now is not the time. I'm too imperfect. I'm not, I'm not perfect, God. I can't do what you've called me to do. God, I, I'm right now is just not the time for me. I don't got everything put together. But God is constraining you. And God is prying you. And God is pushing you. Trying to get you you into the ship of the ministry trying to get you into the boat trying to tell you that where you are is not where I want you to be in five months it's not where I want you to be next week but I've got something greater for you on the other side of where you are there's something greater on the other side of your storm there's something greater on the other side of your obstacle there's something greater for you But there is a fear of uncertainty. A fear that says, I know what's coming. The fear of uncertainty, it starts, it's caused by us thinking that we won't have control of what happens. We're afraid to step into what God really has for us. There, there are some of you that are afraid to step into the miracle that God has for you because you cannot control it. And we are afraid of things that we cannot control. We are afraid of those things. 
We don't have enough information to make the right prediction of what is going to happen. We don't have enough information to step into what God has called us to do. Isaiah, or I'm sorry, Abraham didn't have a whole lot of information when he took Isaac to the top of the mountain. And some of us are right there. God is calling us as Christians to walk by faith and not by sight. And I believe that in that moment they were seeing what was around them. And there was a fear of uncertainty saying, God, if I get in this ship, if I get in this boat, there's a storm that's coming. And I'm going to be wrapped up in that storm. And I don't know what to do from there. I don't have all of of the tools. I don't have all of the things that I'll need to fight the storm. Who knows, they may not even have known there was a storm, but for some reason God had to constrain them. There are some of you that don't even know why you're being constrained into a ministry because you feel that you're too, you're not perfect. You're not perfect for it. But I come to tell you that God wants you to walk by faith today. God has designed us to walk by faith. Another thing that God began to show me is that while uh, He was constraining these disciples to get into a ship, the Bible says that He sent the multitudes away. There are multitudes of things that are in our way that is causing us not to get into the ship. They they may be voices, they may be people, but God told me that He's going to send those things away. There are multitudes of people that think that you can't do it. They'll begin to gripe on you. They'll begin to tell you that you're not right for it. They'll tell you that you don't need to go to the altar. They'll tell you you don't need to be baptized. They'll tell you that you don't need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. They'll tell you that you don't need to go where God wants you to go. That's why Jesus had to send the multitudes away. It's because there were too many voices. We need to stop listening to all these voices and listen to the voice of the Word of God and listen to the voice that God is calling in our life. Amen. Can we just worship Him in this place right now? Come on. Can we just lift Him up in this place right now? Oh, Jesus, we give you praise in this house right now. God, we give you praise in this house right now. Yes, oh God. Jesus, move us, God. Move us, God. Move us, God. I believe that there were some things that were broken in the Spirit. And that, that's why I just want to flow in the Spirit right now. I don't really have... have have, have a preaching mentality right now. I have a walking in the Spirit mentality, if that's okay. If that's okay, I'm just going to flow in what God has spoken to me. And I think there were some things that we broke today, but I think there's some things that God wants to continually do in this service. The Bible said that He went up into a mountain to pray. But the Bible says that now he was in the middle. They were in the middle of the sea. Now there are some people here that are in the middle of what God has called you to do. You are in the middle of where you were to where God has wanted you to go. 
And now you're battling the, the, the waves of frustration. You're battling the waves of doubt. Not really thinking that God is really going to heal you. You're frustrated with the process that you are in. Because there are waves coming against you. There are storms coming against you. There are things that are battling against you. And you are in the middle of what you thought God called you to do. You're in the middle of developing a relationship with God. You're in the middle of, of going from where you were in the world to where God wants you to be. You're in the middle of all of this and now all of a sudden hell has broken loose in your life and you're thinking, God, where are you? Because everything was easy in the beginning. It was easy to sail in the beginning. But now here you are in the middle of, of, of that situation. Now you're in the middle of what God is calling you. Now you're in the middle of being committed to God you were afraid at first to commit to God because you didn't think that you could do it but now you're in the middle of it all you're in the middle of that relationship and all hell's breaking loose and you're thinking God where are you the storms are coming and the waves are bashing against the boat but what you don't know and what God has sent me here to tell you that you may think God has left you all alone but there is a revelation of God that you've never seen that he will begin to reveal to you he will begin to enlighten you he will begin to show you his ways he will begin to bring things to light don't be frustrated with the process don't be frustrated in the storm for God said that I have called you for a time such as this and I have a new revelation to give you in the middle of your storm Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, in the middle of that storm. Hallelujah, and Peter, all of a sudden, they're fighting that storm. They're fighting against the forces of that storm, against the waves of that storm. And all of a sudden, they see something out in the wilderness. They knew who Jesus was. They knew what Jesus looked like. But now Jesus was showing them something that they had never seen before. And they began to get afraid. Now they wasn't afraid of the storm. They were afraid of what God was showing them. Oh, oh. I'm going to tell you. Where God wants to take you. He... These new things, I'm telling you, there are new things that are getting ready to happen around here. New things that are getting ready to develop in your personal walk with God. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. And what God will show you, it may scare you a little bit. You may not understand at all what God is showing you. Mm. What God, what, what, they, they begin to see something out in the middle Walking on the water. The Bible said that they were afraid. They were afraid from what they were seeing. God's going to show you things that may scare you. My God. He may show you things that will frighten you. Because when God begins to do something new in your life, you will not recognize that it's God. 
You will not recognize, sometimes you will not recognize it. You'll say, who is that out there? There's, there's a spirit walking. There, there's something walking out there. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe my eyesight's a, a, a little crazy. May, 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 maybe, uh, uh, maybe we're just losing our mind right now. But there's something out there that's coming towards us. There's something out there. I'm battling this thing all by myself. We've been praying for revival, but it's not happening. We've been fighting for things and it's just not happening but there's something coming that I don't recognize I know who Jesus is but I don't recognize this side of him my God I feel the Holy Ghost in this place there's a side of him that I've never seen before that's walking on the water the Bible says that Peter stood up and he said Lord if this is really you Then bid me to come out. Then bid me to come out. There was a fear of uncertainty there. Because Peter gets up and the first thing, he's afraid of what's coming. That's why he had to question it. God, is this really you? God, if it's really you. If it's really you. I'm going to tell you something. There's been times. God. There have been times in my life where I felt God leading me into a certain direction that I was too afraid to step into. Sometimes I didn't want to step out into it because I was, a, I was too afraid of it. And I said, God, if this is really you, then bid this to happen. And it would happen. And the very thing that I was afraid to step into, it was one thing that could drown me. It was one thing that could ruin me. I want you to understand that Peter, that this was not an easy thing to ask. God, if this is really what you want me to do. And I sense in the Spirit that there are some people here that are praying for things. And you're saying, God, if this is really you. And the thing is, if you step out of that boat, you're going to step into something that may drown you. You may step into something that's going to come on top of you and bury you. And there are some of you that are drowning in those things. You're drowning in the waves of addiction. You're drowning in the waves of failure. You're drowning in the waves of guilt. And you're drowning in the waves of of sin. You're drowning in those waves. And you know right now where some of you are. You know where you are with God. You're in the boat. You're in that boat of of being in a relationship with God. You're in that boat of ministry. You know what boat that you're in. And you're saying, God, if this is really you, then bid me to step out in faith. Bid me to step out in faith. And the Lord says, come, come, come. And when He did, He stepped out into uncertainty. He stepped out into something that He could drown in. And the Bible said that he began to walk on that water. But then it says that the winds were boisterous. Which means they were crazy. That they were beginning to to go at a speed that you never thought. 
that this was a crazy storm. That this was something that, that, that could have probably picked that boat up and flung it across the ocean. Who knows? But this was a crazy storm. And the Bible said that while he was walking in faith, if you will, while he was stepping into what God had called him to do, while he was stepping upon that water, he took his eyes off of what really mattered and put his eyes on his failure. He put his eyes on that storm. He put his eyes on something that didn't really matter and he began to sink. The first thing that Peter did when he stepped out of the fear of uncertainty and stepped into faith, the first thing that he did was he recognized what really mattered. He recognized that if I can step out in faith and if God can take care of me, there is nothing that God cannot do. I come to tell you today that some of you are afraid of some things in your life because of what God may be calling you to do and where God may be leading you into. But I come today to tell you that there is nothing that God cannot do in your life. There's nothing that He cannot do. His arm is not short that He cannot save. But God will do what He said He will do. Amen. So he said, so he stepped out onto the water and he began to walk out to him and he began to sink. The Bible says that he cried, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus' hand stretched forth and saved him. I want you to know today that you don't have to be afraid of where God wants to take you. Because even if you fail and even if you fall, God's hand of mercy will always be there to pick you up. It will always be there to pick you up. Hallelujah. Can we lift our hands one more time in this place? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. A few years back... I'm 28 years old now, and I usually don't preach like this. I'm telling you that right now. I usually don't preach like this. I'm usually jumping on the chairs and, and all kinds of stuff. But for some reason, there's a different type of ministry here. There's a different type of direction. I hope you don't uh, judge me. I hope you don't judge me. But I just want to speak to somebody. I just want to speak to somebody. That are in this situation that, that, that I'm talking about right now. But a few years back when I was 20 years old. I wasn't living for God. Wasn't living for God. Now I was filled with the Holy Ghost when I was 9 years old. And I knew that God was calling me into the ministry. And I knew that God was putting things inside of me that was incredible. And I knew that God was calling me and leading me and guiding me. And I wanted to walk in that way. But there were some things that happened. There were some storms that came into my life. There were storms in my life through people. It happened through people. It happened through family members. It happened through close friends that rejected me, that walked, back, that walked away from me. There was a lot of confusion in that time and I felt rejected and I felt hurt and I felt
pain. I, and, and it was something that I could not deal with. And I felt I had nobody that I could talk to. Nobody that I could turn to. And all of a sudden, I just gave up in that storm. I don't know what some of you may be going through. But don't give up in that storm. Because I gave up in that storm. And I had to battle the waves of addiction. And I'm not going to tell you what I was addicted to. Because it's extremely, um, it's not appropriate for the pulpit. But I was addicted to things. I was addicted to a lot of things. I battled waves of addiction. I battled waves of depression. I battled waves of suicide. I battled all kinds of waves. And I was drowning. I was drowning in those waves. And I thought there's no way that God's hand of mercy can reach all the way down here and pull me up. I thought there's no way that God can save me. Yes, I went to church because my dad was the associate pastor at the time. I went to church, but, but I wasn't really there. I wasn't really in church. I was battling with these addictions. I was battling with depression and suicide and all kinds of other things. And yet God had a call in my life. There was a calling there. A calling in my life. And I was probably 13 when this, all this began to happen. And it went years and years and years and years. And I left home. I moved to Louisville. I went to Sullivan University there. And, that, that, and then all of a sudden hell really began to break loose. Because I got involved in things there that I shouldn't be here today. Because of the things that I got involved in. But there was a calling. There was a calling. And I didn't recognize, I, I was battling with waves of unbelief in God. I was battling with waves of doubt in God. I was borderline, you know, God, why would this happen to me? Why, 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 would, why, would, this, why would they turn their back on me? Why would this happen to me? Why, 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 would, why would all of this happen? I thought you loved me. I thought, I thought you loved me. Why would you allow those things to happen to me? I feel like I'm speaking to somebody. Why, why would this happen? Why, why, why would you put me in the middle of a storm that I couldn't save myself from? There's some of you trying to save yourself from a storm. And God is saying, you don't need to save yourself. I'm the deliverer. And anyways, at the age of 20, I don't even know why I was there, but I went to a church, an apostolic church. And I sat on the back pew. I don't even remember whose church it was. It was somewhere, somewhere here in Kentucky. I was living in Louisville at the time. And I was battling with all these things going on in my life. And I just sat on the back pew. I think one of my friends invited me or something. And I was just sitting there. And the music played and the preacher preached. I don't even remember what, what the man of God preached that day. But I remembered I felt something in my life. I felt a pulling. I felt a calling. 
It wasn't the call of ministry like I once had. It wasn't, it wasn't the calling to serve. It wasn't the calling to help somebody. But it was the calling of the altar. It was the calling of salvation again. Oh God. It was the calling from my heart that there was a tug there. Something began to tug on my heart. And something began to pull at my heart. And I wanted so bad to get up and go to that altar. But I couldn't move. I was paralyzed from where I was. Because there was a fear of uncertainty. I said, God, I can't, I can't go to that altar. Because I don't know anything about commitment. God, I can't go to that altar because I don't know anything about your word. God, I can't go to that altar because I don't know anything about serving you and living for you. I can't do what all these other men can do and what all these other young people can do. And there was a fear of uncertainty that paralyzed where I was. And there I sat drowning in those waves that were crashing upon me. I wanted so desperately to get up. I wanted so desperately to move. But I couldn't move because my emotions were paralyzed. My thoughts were paralyzed. My, 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 my emotion was paralyzed. My motivation. My inspiration. I wanted to move. But because of the fear of uncertainty. God I'm not even sure that I can live for you why are you trying to save me when I can't even live right have you ever wondered why God fills people with the Holy Ghost and the next day they're not even living for God it's because you may not understand God's mercy but God he extends mercy to whoever wants to receive it it used to blow my mind that the people God would fill with the whole, and I mean, they, they were filled with the Spirit. And then the next day, they're, they're not living for God. I mean, the very next day. Let me tell you something. You're not drowning so far that God's hand cannot save you today. And there I was in my insecurity. And in my doubt and in my frustration sitting on that back pew wanting to go to an altar. Wanting to move to that altar but I couldn't. Then all of a sudden from out of nowhere I felt this peace of God come upon me. And I knew it was the presence of God because there was joy there and there was peace there. And I felt this peace of God I felt, I felt something that I had not felt ever in my life. It was this peace that surpassed all understanding. I can't even explain to you. I can't even, under, uh, I can't even explain uh, how, how, it began, how it began to move in my life. Because it was just there. It, began, it was just there. And I felt that peace of God in my life. And all of a sudden those things that were paralyzed. Began, God began to heal those things. And I began to get up and it was like God was drawing me and it was like God was calling me. And it was like somebody just wrapped their arms around me and began to love me again. Oh God. Oh God.
There I was in the middle of the storm trying to save myself. Trying to fight this battle on my own. And all of a sudden I feel the arms of God wrap themselves around me. And I came and I began to walk down to the front. And I couldn't wait to get to the altar. But you know I didn't even make it to the altar. I stood right here in the middle. And I just raised my hands because I said, God, I can't go any further. I need it now. I need it now. I need it now. And I raised my hands and I felt tears beginning to flow from my eyes onto my face. And I said, God, if this is really you. Isn't that what Peter said? God, if this is really you. Oh, God, if you really love me. If this is really you, if you really love me, then have somebody pray for me. Then all of a sudden I felt somebody's hand lay upon my forehead and they were speaking with tongues and, and there that fear of uncertainty was again. I was uncertain of what was going on. I was uncertain of, the, of who was around me. I was afraid of who was judging me. I was afraid of who was looking at me and there, and there that uncertainty began to rise again. And I said, God, before that uncertainty really hit me I said God I want you to speak to me right now and it was in that moment that that man was praying for me and he was speaking with other tongues that God spoke to me in the sweetest voice I ever heard and he said son for you did not choose me but it was I that chose you I want you to know today that you didn't choose the storm that you are in you didn't choose to battle the waves that you're battling but God chose you for a time like that God chose that wave for you he chose that storm for you because he has a deeper revelation I'm so glad I'm so glad that God's hand of mercy reached down and picked me up I saw something from God that I never seen before God gave me a new revelation of him that it doesn't matter who's rejected you it doesn't matter who's hurt you. It doesn't matter what's happened in your past. God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. But He will be with you all the way. Even until the end. Can we stand to our feet all over this house right now? Can we just raise our hands right now? Can we just get into God's presence one more time? Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. I don't know who I came to preach to today. I don't know your situations. But I felt God so strongly speak this into my spirit for somebody. And I'm reaching for somebody today that is drowning. Oh, you're drowning in your insecurity. You're drowning in, in the weight of doubt. God, will you ever make a way for me? 
God, will you ever heal me? Oh, God. God, will you ever save my family? Oh, God, will you ever bring my baby back? Oh, God, will you ever move on me again? Drowning. God, I'm drowning. I'm drowning in my, in my hopelessness. I'm drowning. Oh, God, I'm drowning. God, save me. Save me. Save me. Save me. Oh, God, save me. Jesus, save me. And what God is saying to you is just step out in faith. God spoke to me yesterday morning and He told me, He said, you tell my people that if they will just stand still, if they will just stop fighting their storm. If they'll just stop trying to make their own way. If they'll stop trying to save themselves. Tell them to stand still. And see my salvation. See the salvation of the Lord. The storm that you're in right now. It wasn't meant for you to suffer. No. <laughs> But it was meant for God to reveal something to you that you've been praying for for a long time. I'm opening these altars right now to somebody that says, I'm willing to step out in faith. I may be scared, but I'm willing to stand still. I'm willing to do, God, what you've called me to do. Oh, God, I just need you to save me from, these, from this wind, God. Oh,
God is moving this place. Continue praying right now. For the Lord is speaking to people right now. If you've never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you want to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, can you come and stand up here? I feel like God is going to do something great right now. If you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, come and stand up here right now. Jesus, God, in the name of Jesus. Last week I was preaching in a service. The Spirit of God was moving. And there was a woman that had to be helped up because she had vertigo in her body. And she was dizzy and she couldn't walk on her own. That's how bad it was. And she came up and, and we began and she, she came up and she spoke to me and said, I want prayer in my, in my body. And she said, um, she said, I'm also battling with an earache. I can't, I can't hear out of this ear and I've got a knot behind my ear. And I went to the doctor and the doctor doesn't even know what it is. But for some reason when that knot came up, I lost hearing in my ear and I began to um, ask the elders to come and we anointed her with oil 
And I laid my hand on the back of her head on that knot. We prayed in Jesus' name. And that knot went away just like that. And she began to hear again. And all of a sudden her vertigo went away. And to confirm it, I, I said to her, I said, I want you to feel behind your ear. And I want you to tell me, is that not gone? And she said, yes, yes, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. And I began to whisper in her ear. And she says, I can hear you, I can hear you, I can hear you. And without anybody helping her, she began to shout all up and down that place. I want to tell you, God is a healer. If you need healing in your body, you can come up to the front also. It's going to happen tonight. It's going to happen right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you need filled with the Holy Ghost, come up to the altar right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of If you want the Holy Ghost, raise your hands right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you, if you really want the Holy Ghost, God, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost if you really want the Holy Ghost right now. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's begin to pray with Him right now. Jesus, God, right now, Lord.